0: This drama contains adult language and partial nudity. Viewer discretion is advised.
1: Hi, this is Angela Kinsey from NBC's The Office, and you're listening to The Break Room. Raise the roof.
2: What's up? Welcome to episode 52 of The Break Room. We're smoking that danger girl. We're smoking that Gen 13.
1: Tennessee won last night.
3: Seventh championship for Pat Summit. I, man, they beat Rutgers by 13 points. Awesome rough girls from Rutgers, man. They got tattoos and... Some hardcore hoes. That's some that's nappy-headed hoes there. I'm going to take that down. Oh, oh, man. man, that's some. move. It's in South Carolina,
1: so are they just going to keep doing numbers up and down until they can try to get two guys because they want to exclude a lot of the party. They can do it. You you, you simply get so many of these people, almost all of them that we see are so poor and they are so black. Welcome
2: to Awesome Town.
4: In my ass,
5: and welcome to the Break Room Classic, uh, starring uh, me, Mark, and Dustin, and look who came back he uh came out of hiding uh, that is the one the only chopper dave we we're
4: gay. A, i have a. <laughs> I have my demands for my contract ready
6: well let's just report Did them. You already meet him from the fact that you're here
4: huh this is just temporary oh uh, okay. so we this see is if you're going to meet the demands
5: some sort of mediation you're expecting yeah. this is Did just, just
4: a little condoms? this is just a little treat so that you remember how good it is with me here
5: <laughs> well i would love to taste you unfortunately thomas has decided to hold out for a contract now. I
6: thought you fired him.
5: Since you made a power play, now he's decided. Hey, started
4: a trend. We're starting a union.
5: A <laughs> <laughs> former soundboard operator. <laughs> <Yeah, exactly. laughs>
4: Everybody is running except me. Just for the a hole. You're the you're the powers that be that we have to fight against. Yeah, exactly. I
5: am the man. Uh, well, welcome back, Dave. At least for this Thank week. You. Thank you. Uh, if you
4: give
2: me a kiss,
5: try to hide again. I will have you. Hunted down, shot.
4: I want in the face. I want a double portion of the shit every week.
5: Well, you can have that, and you can have two fists of it.
4: one and a half rock stars.
5: I I have a, a rock star <laughs> in there for you, if you would like.
4: Okay, then we we might be able to make strike a deal here.
5: All right, all right, good times. Uh, well, yeah, Tom's was out this week, but uh, last week or last night, I should say, I went down to Club Dada in Dallas. Do you masturbate? I do. When I feel like it. Okay. And, uh, Just wondering. I went to Club Dada and I saw MC Chris. I went there with uh, Damon Swinkle Stein from uh, Pickled Embryo.
4: Not a real name. What's uh, your name? Is it Swinkle Neither Hammer? Neither one of them. Um, Neither one's a real name.
5: That's true. Swinkle Jeans. I think raping children is funny. See, there he is. Oh, okay. He responded. Um, <laughs> I went there with him and some old friends from college and we saw MC Chris, who you may or may not know from uh, C Lab 2021. He used to be in crisscross? Uh, he cunt. was. He was Cross, I believe.
4: Well, I figured he'd be Chris. Uh,
5: surprisingly, <laughs> enough, no. which one was the one that wore the pants backwards?
6: Was that Cross both. or Chris? They both did. Really, I thought, I'm pretty sure they both did. I too. thought one was totally regular,
5: did. and one was backwards. No, they She's were both not backwards. white. Okay. Um, so we went there, and I uh, scored an interview with MC Chris before the show, uh, around six thirty, something like that. And uh, so what we have here for you is the audio, and I will say I'm sorry about the quality. I was working with a new tool, and I had there's a lot of hissing in the background, which I tried to filter out. That's a good so point. It's, a little,
4: uh, it's not very nice to call Damon a tool. It's a little janky. Bleh.
5: <laughs> and uh, just so you know, I will also be putting on the website, I'll put in the show notes, a link to the actual... I made a recording of the concert if you want to hear that. It's about 45 minutes long. You'll be able to Why? download that as well. So uh, pretty interesting scene. He kicks a guy out right at the very first of the show, so... Douchebags. Uh, all right, uh, here's the interview, and we'll be back afterwards. And huzzah. Who That's wouldn't true. know their ass for the, mea- the end That's of a true. shotgun? I guess I should
7: put this mic on me. I guess let's go back to uh, you grew up in Illinois, right? Uh, what were you like as a kid?
8: Um, I was really, I had a lot of energy. I was really creative. Um, so I was doing like haunted houses and puppet shows. I was really into G.I. Joe, so I had like everything in G.I. Joe, and I set up these really intricate towns and bases and Cobra bases and J. Joe bases and stuff like that, and I drew, like, nonstop, always was, like, putting on little shows with puppets or, like, you know, I'd rap for my mom's bridge club, um, I'd do impersonations of the president, and I was kind of, like, always doing little things that eventually actually became what I do now, but when I was a kid, I was just, like, rambunctious and just, like, wanted a lot of attention, and so... But really creative though. Constantly doing stuff. You get an impersonation now. Um. Well, let Used to do a lot of Reagan because it's the
7: 80s. So, you're uh, talking about you did rap when you were younger. When did you decide that rap was your main, your main, uh, your main music, your main material?
8: Well, it's not. It's just um... I loved rap when I was in high school, and I got introduced in- into it around '89. It was in the Public Enemy and De La Soul, and. Tribe Called Quest, and there are these bands that I really thought were awesome. And, um, I just memorized all their stuff because I listened to it nonstop, but I love every kind of music. This is just one thing in particular that I like. I think hip-hop kind of suited my, my, you know, nature, which is, like, a little bit hyper, and I like, you know, I like to dance, and I like things a little fast tempo, and, and I also like humor, and I was more into, like, the intelligent rap, so I liked, like, just how clever it was, and I thought it was great. Um... And I was really into it because I was into a bunch of other stuff, too. But this is just something that I just, you know, was kind of always pushing this little thing up the hill. And um, when I got to college, I became friends with a bunch of musicians. Like, they were in a punk band. Their name was Dirk by Annie. And they recorded stuff on an 8-track. And everyone was making music. And eventually, I just got involved. You know, where they just were like, make some beats. And, hey, this kid raps. And why don't you rap? And... Next thing you know, I'm calling myself MC Chris, and we're making songs, like, every weekend, and just just for fun, like, during school, to, like, blow off steam. Never thought it would go anywhere, but it totally went somewhere. So, speaking of the name,
7: I mean, I know you referenced this in your latest album, one of the, uh, one of the skits, but why did you call it, why did you go with MC Chris once it started becoming maybe more serious, as opposed to, like, MCP Pants?
8: Uh, and, well, MCP Pants, you mean, like, because that's a silly name?
7: Like, you got the uh, front floor, and... Uh, why do I use my name? Yeah, why don't you
8: use your name? Um, because I'm, like, really into branding and advertising and marketing and stuff. Like, I love studying it, and I love, like, just observing it. And I think, like, the simpler a brand can be, like, the more... Because, like, I don't have a lot of faith in the intelligence of my fellow Americans. Like, I, I think most people can handle a McDonald's picture menu, and that's about it. So I wanted to keep things, like, as simple as I possibly could. And my name's pretty simple. I don't misspell anything. Um, you know, I just, and we just thought, just keep really simple. And my DJ called himself DJ John. And it was just, like, the simplest thing we could do. And everyone picked up on it. And, and, I, and every time I hear a new hip-hop name, I'm so glad I call myself. And I decided to call myself, like, you know, this is, you know, irreverent. You know, this is the new and it's irreverent spell with four R's or something. And, uh, you know. I don't know. I think all that stuff is just stupid, and it makes me laugh. And if anything, like, there's nothing to make fun of because it's just, it's just too stripped down. And I keep it lowercase because um, I don't really ever consider myself a real rapper, even though I do it for a living and make more money than a lot of indie rappers do. Uh, I still think of it as a joke.
7: Um, how did you get it was a nerdcore thing? Was it a natural evolution? Did it, uh... When you Were you there when it first started coming out? I guess you were when it first started
8: coming out. But... I've been making my music since, um, 95. So I started making my stuff a long time before anybody heard it. And I had never heard lot or Lars or any of the other supposed nerdcore rappers until, um, C-Lab and Fet's Fit got got on, on air. And then everyone started calling it this and that and, and saying it's, you know, nerd rap or whatever. Um, you know, I'm, I'm uh, cool with everybody that's involved in it, but I've never been really good at joining or being a part of anything just because I've never been allowed to be. So anytime someone tries to accept me, I'm very suspicious. Like, this obviously must be bullshit or some, you know, anytime somebody wants me to be a part of something, I'm like, I don't know. I just have this natural kind of wiring that tells me to avoid groups, avoid classifications and avoid genres. I mean, no one ever... No one can say what kind of music Beck's music is. You can't. There's nothing you can say because he does everything. So, um, you know, I'd like to just try to. If anything, you just call it rap. I'm fine with that. I think people that are that slap names on everything, and have to label everything, are just journalists that need an angle. Yeah, we try.
7: Um, so, what was the? Uh, you reported the documentary Nerdcore Rising. Um, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I've only seen the trailers. But what was it? What was
8: that experience like? I mean just me in a room with two girls. It's like time. Uh, sure. I mean, I'm not too into these documentaries or any of this press about nerdcore because it's, it's about, you know, something that I think that I'm kind of involved in but I'd like to think that I'm doing something different so it's nice to get press it's nice to be mentioned in articles and being documentaries and stuff but, I feel like it pigeonholes me in a way that I'm not really cool with because I feel like I'm trying to do something a little bit more universal that can anyone can relate to. And I w I wanna reach everybody. I just don't I don't want to just reach the nerds. Nerds are gonna have a great time on my show because I am a nerd and I and I rap about what I like and what I'm into and they're gonna get all the jokes and know exactly what I'm talking about because they're into the same stuff. But it doesn't mean we should, you know, be making pocket protectors and and, you know, overdoing it and being like nerd minstrels, you know. I think that... I think you just have to be true to yourself. That's what hip hop's about. So, uh, what kind of nerd are you? I mean, there's tech nerds, comic nerds, all the above. Which one are you? I'm not a very good nerd, is what I would say. Um, I'm into comic books a lot, but I don't know everything I should know. I'm into Star Wars, but I don't know everything I should know. I'm into Stephen King, I don't know everything I should know. Uh, you know, I'm not a sports nerd. I don't know anything about sports. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to like copy and paste a photo into my blog entry, so I'm not a tech nerd. Um, I barely know how to operate my own gear for my rap show, so you know, I'm just I'm just me, you know. I'm I'm not really into classifying myself because I'm not a zebra. So you don't want to pigeonhole yourself again. I'm not, a, I'm not a weird strain of human being, you know. I'm just a I'm just an individual, and I think people should try to hold on to their individuality and their originality as much as they want as much as they possibly can, because all corporations and newspapers and documentaries, all they're going to try to do is put everybody in a group and say, this big thing is happening in mass and culture, and check this out, and I've spotted it, aren't I clever? That's just boring to me.
7: So, you talked about Fets a bit earlier. Have you, uh, have you caught film from Lucasfilm? Or caught
8: film, caught flag from Lucasfilm? That's all. They bought a bunch of my merch at a con, and I'm f- um, friends uh, with um, someone involved in Star Wars, and I know that they're totally okay. And if they weren't, I'm sure I would have heard
7: about it, Michael. Yeah, they don't hesitate. Um, so, from what I've seen, I mean, you, you play that song, obviously, a lot. It's the one you're probably most well-known for when you decide to stop singing the song.
8: Never. I'm a guy who's, um, interested in the audience having a good time. So, I would I would do anything to make the audience happy. I would set myself on fire if I thought it was going to make them happy. So, if they want to
7: hear that song, I will do it. Um last year well I guess it was last year at the artwork you had a concert and there was a guy that kept asking for the song weed and I think he was the guy that you had you had him kicked out or something because he was kind of heckling you but the <laughs> now there was a guy doing that I don't know if it was the same guy or not there was a guy with a little hawk that kept smoking um were you saying it after he left were you were you more offended by him heckling you or
8: just you kept that for the same song or what well oh, I do weed um in every set I think it's about people fucking with me Like while I'm trying to speak Because a lot of my show is monologuing Like in between songs and talking and telling jokes And observing, you know, making observations and stuff it's, So it's like it's a different kind of show So if someone's trying to fuck me up while I'm speaking Then, you know, I'm the kind of guy That if anyone tries to fuck with me I'll just remove them right away Because it, I, I think it ruins the show for everyone else And some people are driving four hours to see a show And they don't want to see me fucking up and they don't want to see me in a bad mood either So if someone's like kind of trying to fuck with me or trying to be the star of the show by getting some attention in the audience and I used to be that guy too I used to get drunk and make mistakes at you know live venues and stuff um, but I still have to kind of like stand up for my show it's like you're kind of holed up in a foxhole and you have to really defend your space and, and let, you know, people, let people know that they can't fuck with you so you obviously got a lot of exposure from doing
7: C-Lab were you and this was a concert also I mean you were making play of yourself and I gonna end up like this one on 90 you know and are you, are you, I guess, are you tired of the C
8: lab references? And, I don't know, right No, I'm really happy to be involved with those cartoons. I'm really excited about the movie. that comes out in three days. Um, it's a total blessing. I don't think anyone would give a shit about me or know my music at all if it hadn't been for C lab and for Aqua and for Brack, and even for Space Ghost, which started everything. So, it's like, I'm so, I just saw the guys two days ago that made C lab and... I had popcorn and Reese's Pieces and a Coke in my hand. And I was about to just give them all my concessions. I was like, "I, this is where I can start. I want to buy you guys cars." Um, but really, I owe a lot to them. And, um, now, and you know, people yelling my fat ta- like cartoon lines at me at shows is like it doesn't happen anymore. I hear I want candy maybe once a show, but it used to be real bad when I started, where everyone was just. As soon as I got on stage, everyone was saying some hash line or something, and, and I used to do the characters up on stage, too, when I first started, but I think I've weaned the audience off that, and now it's just about me, which is cool, but I'll never forget where I came from. So how was the Aqua team premiere, and how did the movie develop to what you expect? Yeah, it's awesome. Um, really happy that I'm in it, just like I'm happy that I'm in the shows, and I'm on the soundtrack, which is really cool. I'm in the video game that they're making. Um. And yeah, it was a great experience because I got to see, it was just like the Muppet movie where I got to, you walk into the theater and you see, I like, Oh, that guy and that guy and that guy, all these people that I knew that were involved in the show, that make the show, that were involved in other Cartoon Network shows. It, it was a really happy time for me because I'm never there. I used to work there for five years in Atlanta. And so I was really happy to see all my old friends and to hang out and party with them. You think you'll ever go back to that full time? Yeah, 2010. Why I want
7: 2010? I want to make a fully animated cartoon is this going to be a Cartoon Network project under
8: uh, Mike um, what's last name? Yeah. Uh, I hope so I think I, I have to live a little bit and um, you know I have to kind of just experience the world a little bit and then hopefully I can take everything that I've learned and come back home and make a great show you yeah, have a concept or an idea I've had it for a long time but I'm going to keep it under wraps that's what I thought
7: uh, <laughs> so going back to the, the uh, whole genre label nerdcore versus whatever um, how do you view it in the
8: mainstream rap world? Mainstream. I mean, have you caught flack or do people like it? They don't even know I exist. But when I contact anybody, they're really cool. Talked to Prince Paul on the phone. He was really cool. Um, Ex DJ DJ Swamp was really cool. Um, Mr. Dancer from Atmosphere with came to show. He was really cool. So I don't think they don't dislike me. I think that uh, it might be a little. It might be a hard pill to swallow because I'm so like don't take hip hop seriously. in almost every rapper. Takes it really seriously And I don't mean Have a shitty work ethic I mean Have fun Be lighthearted, hearted Tell jokes Like let's have a good laugh Because life sucks Whereas most rap Is about You know I don't know it's just It's just repetitive And boring And It's definitely changed Since the 80s and 90s Yeah In mean, 80s and 90s it was Like that's kind of I try to maintain that vibe Because it's It was just a part It was more of a party atmosphere Like a house party Like the house party movies You know Like that was fun shit And that was like, you know, it was kind of, I don't know if it was pre- or post-gangster, but, um, you know, I think 50 Cent and Eminem changed, changed the playing field a lot. And now it's a lot like the, you know, American economy where there's just a few upper-class citizens and then there's, uh, you know, a lot of lower-class citizens and there's not a lot of in-between. Um, there's not a lot of room for success for the in-between people, and, which I think makes it a, a really strange, you know, musical landscape. But I am a new kind of thing where I'm like comedy, internet based, cable you know, oriented stuff that other rappers don't have and we're kicking butt.
7: So how long does it take for you to come up with um, a new song when you because 'cause you've got I mean you
8: got a ton of words that you fit into your lyrics. How long does it take until like the final product is there? Um there's no one way I make a song. Um there are some times where I write, write it out real fast in like fifteen minutes and the whole song's done. Uh there's other times where it just takes takes a little time, but, um, you know, I wouldn't, I mean, it's usually, it's when I want to do it, really. It's like, if I'm like, I'm going to make a song, I can do it in, in, one, in one hour, if, it, if it's, that's what's called upon me, or that's what I'm calling upon myself, um, but there's no one way it happens, but I take a lot of notes, and then I listen to a lot of beats, and then just kind of go from there and start building stuff. I have, like, 40 song titles for the next album. 40 concepts and I whittle. Just whittle it down. When do you expect that to be out? I don't know. i uh, think before Christmas. you have a name yet? Yes, yeah, Six Feet Under and Rising.
7: So, I've been reading your blog recently and uh, you've been, been
8: infatuated with a certain nurse. Um, how's that going? Great. She's really cool. And I uh, just saw Ghostbusters in Austin last night. And I annoyed my friends because I texted her the whole movie, so it's kind of like we're going to the movies together, but we're texting. Um, she's just cool, and she's just like, you know, had a good energy, and she's she's uh, against groupie type. It's difficult to me. My friends are like don't no, date groupies and I ch- and you know, I really don't want to because it's like almost too easy because they're just so crazy about you that they don't have to do any prep work, and it's almost like you're cheating in life. And and it can be fun too if it's just like screwing around stuff, but. I'm not really into just screwing around. I'm kind of on a hunt to find the right person for me. And it's it's weird because it's like I travel a lot, so it could be anybody anywhere. And I don't even know where home is for me, really, even though I live in New York. But, I mean, you know, I've thought about going to the Northwest this summer and seeing how I like that, just to kind of be around her. She's... um, but, you know, I don't know. It's great. I mean, I meet one person, a tour, and then go crazy about them and then text them a lot. I'm not a really good rock star. Um, well, I had another question, but I completely forgot. So let's go through a couple
7: of quick questions and maybe I'll remember. Uh, You've lived through, what, four decades now almost? Three and a half. You're 31, right? Yeah, so three, three and tenth, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Okay, close off. Um, 31 years. All right, that's a decade.
8: Um, well, you know, I was watching Ghostbusters last night, and I was thinking about Grindhouse and how Glenn and Robert Rodriguez are really into the 70s, and I'm really into the 80s, I think. You know, I think that's my thing. I think you you know, one, the Village Voice said I was all of the H1, because I make 80s references that are dated. But I think that's who I am, just because that's the stuff that I love, and that's how I grew up. favorite Gene IQ out of your massive collection. Well, wow. I don't have anything anymore, but when I was a kid, I thought Shiprock was the shit. And he spoke like Jack Nicholson. And he had a he had a he had a boat that only rode on the sand. He was he had a parrot and he had a gun that was like hooked on his hip. He was crazy. I loved him.
7: Have you seen the new anime style GI Joe?
8: Sigma Six. Yes. Um. Well, Hasbro has actually been really cool to me this year, and been getting like been showing me lots of secret stuff and getting me into conventions and toy fairs and stuff, just because they're fans. And. They, because it's the 25th anniversary of G.I. Joe three and three-quarter figures, they, um, they showed me all this cool stuff that they're doing. Like for people that are my age, they used to collect this stuff from their kids. So um, I like all that stuff. The, Sigma stuff. the Sigma Six stuff is like stuff I'd buy for my nephew. I keep being into that stuff. But I'm, you know, I like all the three and three-quarter stuff they're doing. I'm excited for them to make the Dreadnoughts and all that stuff.
7: They got a pre-release, the original figures, like they did for Transformers?
8: Um, They're, like, new sculpts. They they look like the old figures, but they're done with, like, McFarlane detail, you know, so it's really cool. So, um, besides the the work
7: you've done, what's your uh, favorite cartoon, maybe from the 80s?
8: My favorite cartoon isn't from the 80s. It's it's from, like, um, you could say, like, two cartoons, really, like, the 40s, 50s, and 60s. I'm really a big fan of Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry is, like, my biggest most favorite cartoon because it's like, I think it's way more violent than Itchy and Scratchy. I think it's like, every smack in the face really hurts. The vocal work is great. The orchestra stuff is great. Depending upon what it's made, like, the animation's really great, and Looney Tunes is also, like, this is a huge influence on me. I, I, you know, my whole family would sing What's Opera Doc in unison in the kitchen. Like, that's what kind of family I grew up in, so... Um, we try to wrap this up. Um, all right, so favorite comic book? Um, that's a good question. I don't know, there's a lot of stuff that I've liked that kind of, like, gone, you know, sour. Uh, I read Runaways. I really like the Avengers. Avengers just got split into two titles. Um, it's the, the roster's changing so often. Civil War wasn't that new. Um, but what do I really like? I really like, um, I really like whenever there's any Avengers stuff, uh... But what am what I thinking of? Not Runaways, not Young know, Avengers, not Avengers. Um, oh, I liked it when Wolverine went after, uh, I think his name was Pyro, and, like the Wolverine stuff uh, during the Civil War, when he went, like, went on a mission to find out about the guy who blew up in Stanford, Connecticut, and like, you know, he went to find like, why he was on, like, superhero steroids and who gave him the superhero steroids, and it was the people that actually clean up after superheroes after they fight, and I thought that was a great story, and it was drawn really well, and it was actually done really in kind of a cartoony way, and I wouldn't expect to like that, but I thought it was really well done. That was really cool. So, uh, what's one thing you always
7: wanted as a child but never got?
8: Oh, the aircraft carrier.
7: Um, Me too.
8: But, uh... You know, I still got like the Cobra Island, um, which was cool. I got Snake Mountain, that was my first mic. It was the wolf and Snake Mountain. Um, but you know, I was really spoiled. I got a lot of I got a lot of toys. There's nothing I complain about. Um, yeah, uh, that's all. you also recently said, or maybe a year ago.
7: You said your album had been downloaded like two thousand times, uh, or shared two thousand times I should say. So what's your stance on File Sharing sharing given you're an indie artist, to do all your own stuff?
8: I think 2,000 is probably a small number. I mean, if I said that, I think it's it's happened uh, maybe you know 20 times as much as that since. If at least I don't know. That's that's how my music gets passed around. I have no problem with it at all. You know, it's steal my music, buy my t-shirt. Like that's kind of how I feel about it. I'm always going to press CDs, and this summer we're going to press vinyl. and that's just for collectors to have it in their hands if that's something that they want. But I think music should be, it should be good and it should be free. And I mean, I'm always going to charge for it, but I'm never going to, I think it's really bad, like customer relations, to cuss out your kids, you know, because how many albums have you bought that sucked, you know, and where you got taken for a ride by a humongous corporation? So, you know, I'm not, if, if, I think what's cool about what, what I have going on is that I'm like, I tell everyone that they can have whatever they want and they still, buy it and sometimes they'll buy it three times you know they'll buy it online they'll buy a hard copy just because they know it's paying my bills buying me video games that kind of stuff you know they know it's going directly to me it's not going to virgin or capital or sony or something like that it goes right to my house so I think they know that and they support me and we
7: do really well so if you were to uh let's say virgin or emi or
8: somebody came to you would you accept the deal or would you want to continue what you're doing just really careful I talk to everybody, but I'm really careful. So, you know, it might end up happening that I don't sign with anybody, but it's not out of lack of interest. All right, last question. And uh,
7: what's your current obsession?
8: Um, Stephen King in the Stand. It's a book I'm reading about, it's like um, it's like post apocalyptic A virus kind of sweeps over the country and everyone dies and there's like a small amount of people that remain and they all have like psychic ability and... Um, yeah, it's a great book, and, um, you know, the reason I like the nurse so much is she just finished reading it. Oh, I remember uh, the other thing I was going to ask you was, uh, I know you, you had a PS2, uh, what's your what, next-gen sister read about here right now? Um, I'm 360, although, you know, I was with, hanging out with a kid last night, couldn't stop playing with the PS3. Um, you know, I, I'm still playing God of War 2 and Kingdom Hearts 1 on the PS2. I got the Wii. I just loaned it to someone right away, because I was just, like, not into it, i I, you know, bowling and tennis are fun, but, like, Call of Duty, like, using it as a first-person shooter, I wasn't really into So You just feel like you're holding a remote at the TV for a really long time. And I think I'm more of a kind of a, a schlumpy video game player. Where I just kind of want to, like, barely be sitting up straight with the controller, like, you know, resting on my genitals. Like, that's kind of how I like to do things. And 360 is just, like, it's good graphics. The games are still, like, they're still figuring it out. They're still, like, trying to make good games for it. So there's still so much more... Playroom, if you wanna—I don't know what you'd say—but they just seem like there's just a lot more fun you can have with a 360. And a lot of great games are gonna be coming out. PS3, I'll get that too. Just it was like this is my stock and trade, so it's tax, tax deductible. So did you uh, beat God kind of War two yet? No, I lost it. Yeah, and I think I—I think I was trying to take it to a I took it out of its case and then I put it on my bed in some of these hotel bed sheet patterns. It's like fucking a 3D painting, man. You, once you put something on there, it's gone. It's lost. Uh, I remember the question I was going to ask earlier. Um, I mean, you may go no sacred about, you know, the
7: fact that you smoke weed. Um, how does your family, I mean, I'm sure they know by now. How
8: do they feel about it? Well, my family's um, kind of sickly. We have asthma, so I don't think they want me to be smoking anything. I think they're just like anybody else. They don't want me to be doing any kind of drugs or have a need to run to something. But um, you know, I think that they're happy that I'm not drinking, so I don't drink at all. And um, it's just I used to, yeah, like a fish. And um, so now uh, they see that I'm happy, they see that I'm healthy, and they see that maybe I'm just a different generation that goes about partying in a different way. Um, it is illegal, but you know, I assure my dad that I never have it on me. Um, that there's there's nothing that can really happen because I'm never carrying it, and because kids come to my children and bring it. And um, so usually it's like There's not really an issue because I'm not Selling it, carrying it, or anything like that I'd have to be caught smoking it And, I don't know, I've been smoking 10 years And I guess that hasn't happened yet And, you know, if I get caught Then it's just going to be something that I'm going to blog about And, and i get really involved In the laws and everything And, and start fighting the fight Along with all the other people that are trying to fight it I think that, uh, I think you know The song Weed is basically about how marijuana is, you know, pretty much it's the safest thing you can do. You know, you can you'll smoke your face off, and all that's going to happen is you're just going to take a an nap and eat a bag of M&Ms. It's not really, you know, they make commercials telling you you're going to ram your car into a drive-in and kill people, and you're funding the ter- you're funding the terrorists and all this stuff. But I think that it just is that the facts don't add up, and that uh, you're going to survive. You smoke cigarettes, you drink booze, you're not. You're going to you're going to probably die. (laughs) Maybe not now, but at the end, and you'll be like, oh, wow, this hurts, I shouldn't have done all this. And, um, you know, I think we'll just have to see, uh, uh, you know, how things turn out. I think that the drug war is kind of crud, you know, and it's putting a lot of the wrong people behind bars. And I think that there's a a great need for change. I travel this country, and there's a lot of medicinal stuff and a lot of kind of flimsy laws. And I don't think anyone really knows, like, if the government's cool with it or not cool with it, or there's so much being grown and so much being consumed, they have to be okay with it, or else. I don't know. I just think it wouldn't be here unless they were okay with it. I think that they would eradicate it. They would just like do a sweep. Um, but you know, I don't know. I think it's safe. I think it's. I think it's okay for people to do. And um, I feel like it's a gateway drug. You say, yeah, it's a sex. All right. Uh, before you go, let me get a line from you real quick. You know how it goes, all right? Yo, what's up? Decepti, Chris. You listen to the most dope
5: podcast in the of out here, of yeah. So there you go. That was MC Chris at Club Dada last. Uh, let's see, that was April, April eleventh, Thursday.
4: That was an awesome interview, dude. Yeah. He's...
5: God's really on <laughs> <A> clap. <laughs> yeah. Dude,
4: that's how awesome the interview was. I know. It deserved that long of a clap
5: he's uh he's a really low-key guy at least he was then um but uh very nice guy very down to earth he unlike, seemed pretty crazy to me unlike some uh other guy other rock stars that i've
4: met he's he's very low-key i appreciate that um, he had a hot voice i thought that was the best part of the interview know. <laughs> um, it was a pretty good concert that's what i was doing during <laughs> the interview it's a good thing we it recording.
5: Whoa. He uh, he kicked out a guy at the very start of the concert, a guy that was heckling uh, two bands he played with, uh, which you can hear on the bootleg I made of the show. Oh, and uh, yeah, I he, no, he I got permission. He was cool with it. And um, other than that, I know, it was it was pretty good. The only interesting other th- Are you interesting go, thing go that really to New happen,
4: York and sell those on the street.
5: Absolutely. You Along with copies of like Mama's Family on DVD, Sweet. Pirate Your copies goes to college. Uh, There was a guy when we because
6: everybody's Ma- looking for Mama's Family. <laughs> <laughs> so
5: so in demand. Uh, when I first got there with my brother and his friend uh, Julius Docus Chris apparently had to go to Walgreens, and we're standing out front of this in uh, in front of Dada. And this guy just comes up from one of the bands, and he was like, he like he walked up and he gave me and Luke like low fives,
4: <laughs> black man hugs. Like, so he gave you, you black man hugs.
5: <laughs> yeah, we did the real complicated handshake. <laughs> Sweet. And he was like any of you guys know where I can score some weed
4: homies, homies. <laughs> and Marcus just exhaled and got the dude high yeah. pretty
5: much a blue in his face okay. hey man but uh and then he, needless to say he found some in the immediate vicinity in your pocket
4: from some <laughs> very friendly <laughs> friendly guys some patrons yes <laughs> so uh from one very friendly radio host <laughs> that was Mark
5: all night <laughs> uh it was good times though it was good times <laughs> But uh, we stayed out there till about midnight. I
4: especially like that Mark carried around the keyboard to play the background <laughs> music while he laughed. <laughs> he, just, he just hit the one note. <laughs> I it's, one the, it's one of the, the the guitar keyboard things he had around his neck. The
8: keytar. Yeah, <laughs> the guitar But it's on one of the program <laughs> buttons, so I just hit the...
5: Um, oh. Everyone hated you by the end of the night. <laughs>
4: What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Chris
5: played in the middle. He was the second act, uh, but everybody was there for Chris. The opening band had a decent crowd because now, is he a DJ
4: Chris. or is he a band or is Chris he's, he a DJ with a backing band?
5: Uh, neither. He has a laptop and that's ah. it. Hmm. He's by himself. Uh, he was the second act, and House of Fools had he a just decent types. crowd because he just
4: opens up Word and starts typing. I mean, pretty much, <laughs> the uh, crowd goes crazy.
5: Uh, he has it on a projector. He has, no, he is an overhead. overhead. He has a transparency. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean.
4: Overhead
6: <laughs> yeah, <it> changes <laughs> out transparencies throughout the night.
5: Um, but no, right after that pie ball was the, the uh, supposedly head, headlining act, and there were like ten people in the venue at that point. Everybody took off. I mean, sixteen. Kind of sad, hmm. but everybody was clearly there to see MC Chris. But uh, that's because
4: they they had their laptops out and they geez. were using a Word two thousand. So everyone was like, "Whatever, dude, get with the times." It's called, that's that's a. Stupid.
5: So, anyways, we're um, sorry. <laughs> we're gonna take a break like usual. Uh, the song this week is by MC Chris. This is Party Without Me. We
4: just uh, It's really weird that I found this song for The Hangar the same week that you did an interview with him. It is weird, that isn't is it? That is crazy. Oh, uh, yeah.
5: This is off his uh, 2006 album, Dungeon Master of Ceremonies. Uh, when we come back, we will. Oh,
4: the, that's only cool if you're a nerd drop. <laughs> right.
5: <laughs> um, you can find his stuff at uh, MCChris.com or, of course, you can pick stuff up uh, at his live shows. And um, when we come back, we're going to do our uh, regular segment, Douche of the Week. And we're going to talk about stuff.
4: Getting local on your ass.
5: Getting local on your ass. Cool. Oh, and go.
6: Hell yeah. It's time to hang in the hangar, 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 hangar.
9: maybe when you grow
5: Douchebags, douchebags. So for those of you who are new to the show, this is our regular segment, Douche of the Week. Or Douche Wash, I should say. I don't even know my own segment. Douche Wash? Douche Wash and Watch. Ah. God hates facts. You've got to clean it out once in a while. Ah. Uh, but this and is where... And then watch it for a little while. <laughs> this is where we uh, <laughs> examine douches, and those are people or things or concepts. Not actual exhibits. Yeah, not yeah, an we have three douche. douches
6: lined up on the table we have here, bags just examine. sitting here on the <laughs> flimsy plastic table, just to be examined.
5: These are things that exhibit the uh, quality of douche, which is uh, I don't know. There's not really. What definition do you put to, to douche? I can't control my horny level. No, that's go. not it. Oh. Uh, but everybody knows what a douche is. So, do you masturbate? Um, I don't know why he keeps asking that. <laughs> it's really weird. Really interested. We really need to get Thomas back and replace that guy. <laughs> can't have that guy was sexually harassing I hate him. Uh, so, Dave, uh, just fresh off from being in hiding, uh, what kind of douchiness oh, did you experience
4: uh, in hiding? Well, I have a um, a whole family of douches. Oh. Yes. Hmm. the Ooh, British uh, douche? Um, I don't think they were British. I think they were actually, like, possibly Irish. Oops. Maybe <laughs> Scottish, something right. like that. I don't think they were British. Hmm. They were on, okay, the plane ride over to London... Was perfect. Like, the plane was almost completely empty. Right. So everybody that was on the plane got a whole row to themselves. Everyone just lay down and went to sleep and slept for, you know, the whole ten hours, basically. Hmm. The plane ride home was not quite so lovely. The plane was completely packed jam-full. There wasn't one empty seat. <coughs> there was, like, five babies on the plane. <coughs> doing that. <laughs> Way to read my mind.
6: Yeah.
4: There was one in particular that literally... Literally, and it wasn't a baby. It was like a toddler. It was old enough to know better, and old enough for its parents to tell it to shut the hell up. Mm -hmm. It was crying the entire flight, Mm. the whole flight, ten hours straight of making noise. Although, but it wasn't just making noise when it was upset, which it was crying a lot. It was also making noise when it was happy, like it would be happy. It'd just be going, (laughs) and then when it was sad, it'd be going it couldn't do anything except for scream it could scream and that was it anytime it made a noise it was a scream it did it for we we saw them getting on the plane we were like oh my god no and this is like a whole family they took up like five they took up like seven seats a whole row and they could not have given a shit that the kid was crying that much they did not give a crap they never once said they were sorry to anyone around them. Hey, never, I was like, taking a shit. They acknowledged the fact that he was crying so much. Yeah. They just were like, uh, you know, it's normal. He just <clears throat> cries all the time, so, Bleah. you know, it's all good. The whole flight, for 10 hours, the 18. longest he would be quiet was five minutes at a time. There that was, has there to There was suck. a few five-minute breaks where he didn't cry. Did anyone complain to the stewardess? Not that I know of. They were a few rows away from us, so it wasn't completely horrible for all us, right. but I... There was one guy there was i could not imagine being in the row b- right behind him because they would pick the kid up and hold him up like on their laps, so the kids facing the row behind him just going yeah, <laughs> right in their faces God. and what the fuck, there was man? the row in front of them the peop the family kept getting up and down, and they were walking all over the plane. They were the only ones on the plane they like they thought they chartered the plane for their family they're walking just walking around the aisles standing up even though the seatbelt signs on they're just walking around you know mm. talking to each other standing in the back for a while going back to their seats start eating fl- haggis diarrhea eating haggis and the dude in front of them it was awesome about six hours into the flight the guy in front of them had had enough and he stands up and he's like a 300-pound, like, seven-foot-tall dude. He's a big yeah. bear. He's a big fucking bear. And he, he turns around to the guy, and he... Lauren kind of catches the end of it, where he says some stuff to him, and Lauren looks like, someone's saying something, someone's saying something. So yeah. we, we like, hear him say... Motherfucker! We hear him say... We hear him go up to the guy and be like, it's been six hours of hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the the dad goes, really? Has it really been... Has it really been? Yeah. And so the family starts laughing at the dude. They're just all like, oh, like just giggling about it. Like, it's so funny. It was insanity. So did it the was, kid shut up eventually? No. Four more hours. Dude. They, it was insane. No, and they, they could not have cared less. At one point, the mom and dad of the kid were standing in the back just talking. And the kid's with the grandparents. And every time they would hand the kid to the grandparents, he would just start bawling. He hated his grandparents for some reason. So the kid is up there crying his head off. And the mom and dad are just in the back talking, just completely ignoring them. Everyone's, like, looking back at them to see if they're going to do anything. They're just, like, just pretending that they don't hear them. Nice. It was insane. I hate people. It was insane. That is a family of douchebags. It was the m- most douchiest thing I've ever been on in a plane.
5: Promise me, when you guys have your quintuplets, that you yeah. will not be that way.
4: My kids are getting their asses kicked if they act like that. Uh, I'm going to hit them with a board in the face. <laughs> You'll do no, that anyway That kid's though, old enough If you're going to take yeah. A kid on a plane Give it some Benadryl Some baby Benadryl It'll put it to sleep It's perfectly safe I say what's better it makes it tired. a bottle of whiskey well, Or a bottle of whiskey Yeah I prefer to save The kids' livers
5: Yeah, eh. <laughs> That'll be fine <laughs> When they're young That's what stem cells are for
4: But of course I'm sure Benadryl Hurts their livers A little bit too
5: Eh Maybe some heroin But it was insane It was <laughs> I desperately want to Make love to a schoolboy. God that sounds terrible um, It does sound terrible Otherwise, you had a good time, though.
4: We'll that be- was probably the worst part of the trip. Everything else was That has pretty- to have been. Well, we got delayed on the way out for yeah. like three hours because that huge storm blew through Tuesday night. Yeah. So I had no idea what you were talking about. There okay. was some big storm out in Fort Worth area, Arlington area, yeah. and it was the most lightning I've ever seen like in a storm ever. So We were flying right towards it. Yeah. I was nice. like, oh my God. <laughs> you look out the window and all you see is just lightning. That's I was cool. like, oh, this is awesome. So uh, next week we'll, you'll be telling stories from uh, London. I Yeah, assume. I'll yeah. try to try to remember for that long. Okay, we'll Did ride you bring maybe yeah, down. the way up there was a beating because we were in the airport from about we're in the air, we were in from the time we got to the Dallas airport to the time we left the airport in London being being picked up by our brother. We were in the airports for about twenty four hours.
6: Did you bring condoms?
4: We didn't have any condoms, uh. <laughs> which made it even more boring. Oh, uh, That sucks girls love it what did, about you did who you bring, else has a douche did you bring a sponge we didn't bring a sponge <laughs> yeah anal
6: dustin uh do you have a douche for the week i already told you i don't i don't know why you gotta call me out on air i told okay. you off air well i forgot okay <sighs> i have short-term
5: memory never did. it's all the weed i did um bleh i i don't have a huge douche this week but last night it Just Dada, a normal size douche, douche bag yeah it's it's a little douche
6: it's like a half full
4: douche.
5: uh yeah half vinegar half water um <laughs> Deep Elm has a bit. Deep Elm is where Club I is, and it had. It's the it's
4: the seedy underbelly this, of Dallas. Correct.
5: Yes, yeah. it has a bit of a homeless problem. I mean, as a lot and of Dallas, a crime, does.
4: bit of a crime problem. Bit of a bit racist of a crime problem. problem. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like you're homeless. Go get a job. <laughs> bit of a murder problem.
5: Yeah. A little bit. Um. Anyways, there's
4: signs. It's a cool place to hang out. Basically, mm-hmm. that's what we're saying. Yeah.
5: There, any uh, black ones? there are signs on a lot of the buildings that say like deep elm rules you know don't talk to the vagrants don't give the vagrants money whatever
4: that's because i don't like well, people
5: i have a little bit of heart left in me and so has it gotten
4: worse down there i haven't been there in a long time I mean, neither the whole problem is worse really yeah because there never seemed to be a lot of homeless people when i was down there just a bunch of drunk people yeah that were idiots a bunch of drunk rock and roll idiots
5: well, there are those still. Once it started that's getting, easier to deal with, It though. started
4: getting really, like, um, real rough, like, as far as more gang-type of crowds started hanging out there and more, like, gang-oriented clubs started getting there. Yeah. And so that's pretty much the time when we stopped going down there. Yeah, dude, it just didn't feel safe anymore. Not
5: much of a crowd left anymore. Uh, but White beforehand, own everything. before I actually talked to Chris, did the interview, there was a guy that came up, and I felt bad for him, and he looked extremely homeless. Who did
4: he talk to? You? I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline
0: NBC.
5: Yeah, I talked with him too. Okay. Uh, it's a bit of a icky situation, a little touch and go. I tried yeah. to run and go, but all the cameras <laughs> followed me. So, for some reason, I you uh, came and came out of the club. Um, anyways, a guy came up to me, and I gave him a couple of bucks, you know, whatever. I feel bad $2. for him. Dollars. Even though I know those guys probably make more than me. Uh, but later that night, when we're all hanging out, buy this guy's truck
4: they have two flimsy tables and huge monitors at their houses instead of just one <laughs> exactly.
5: um
4: anyways the, the same guy comes up and the starts asking guy? for money
5: the same guy that came up earlier yeah. and he, i don't i'm out of cash did he have a
4: different shirt on was he no no you no. have a fake mustache trying to trick you <laughs> two thousand dollars he had the he had the big nose and glasses on
5: yeah exactly <laughs> The uh, Groucho Marx classes, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he came and asked for money again from the crowd. And we we're like, all that money. And he started, like, getting all angry pants with us. His... Start I was, fl- I was flinging like, diarrhea. like angry, you know angry
4: homeless on you. Huh.
5: Exactly. Don't get angry with me when I already give you fucking money, you bitch. Your not homework? everybody just has cash to give out. I'm not going to give you my motherfucking credit card, so shut the fuck up and go bother somebody else.
4: <laughs> he, he's like, I have a credit card machine. <laughs>
5: yeah. I have PayPal. <laughs>
4: uh,
5: but... And then another guy came up later. He basically had a handful of weeds that he was trying to sell. Not weed is in the pot, yeah, but he's trying to sell you weed flowers side of a highway, flowers yes. in quotes. And they were there were basically weeds he pulled out of some planter or something.
6: Some planter,
5: yeah. It was we, so we, but are we, are we, are we so we we.
0: So I don't, he said as
5: he's
4: pulling them out. <laughs> I had a similar problem in DC when I visited there, but they need to start, man. They need to start stealing the windshield wipers off of cars and then reselling them to the owners of the cars. <laughs>
6: Don't give any ideas. At
4: least James. sell something of value. Yes, don't give them any ideas. They already have a
5: problem down there.
4: <laughs> have y'all heard about this? Like, um, I've got some windshield wipers. They just happen to fit your model of car.
6: They happen to be kind of used. Kind of look like the ones you had before. $5 each. Yeah. I mean, that's
4: a deal. Windshield wipers are like 12 bucks each. Installation yeah. will cost you another $20. <laughs> <laughs> but
5: uh, that's it. That's all i got for Douche of the Week. It's very short. It's very, uh, short I'm, I'm
4: very uneventful douche. It was douche a douche there.
5: light week. Yeah. Weren't very dirty. Uh, But we also want to talk about a couple hours I know we're the only ones talking about this in America Two hours But those of you who know about or know of Don Imus He is one of my primary douches I really (laughs) don't like Don Imus I've never,
4: I mean y'all have talked about him But I've never once heard his show or listened to it So I only know so much about him Yeah,
5: He sounds a little, he sounds like an aging I've never really listened to it either uh, I listened to him in high school a little bit. So Mark
6: used
4: to listen to him, but I yeah, but
5: he's, he's some
4: big popular guy, I guess.
5: He yeah. was, yeah. Like for instance, he had a some sort of radiothon yesterday before he was fired, and he raised a million dollars in one day. No less so, than
4: that. It was only
6: a couple hours, wasn't it? A
4: Couple hours. Okay, mm-hmm. I
6: heard a day. I don't know, but
5: he's a big guy. I mean, he's a big bear in, in radio. He's no, he's
4: no Howard Stern, but he's pretty big. I don't I, know. he was probably I, up, was he up at that level. Yeah, close. he's up at that level.
5: I think he's he is the. Howard Stern of The Aging Hippie. Yeah, exactly. Basically, the upper-middle-class aging hippie.
6: He's 67 or so, yeah. and he, thinks
5: a, he thinks he's a cowboy. If you see him on MSNBC, I guess you're not going to see him anymore, but in yeah. the past, he always had some some sort of cowboy attire, even though he's from, he's like... I don't know. He's, he's got a ranch or something, yeah, I know. But,
6: I, I've, I've learned more about him since his stuff has happened. I didn't really know much about him. And I know he's got a couple of charities, and I don't know what goes on with the ranch. He does something with that. To, yeah. I don't know if it's... If it's kids with autism, something like that he does. I don't know.
5: Kids who have more problems than other kids,
6: basically. Yeah, exactly.
5: Uh, One of the reasons he's a douche, just to me, just real quick, is the way he wears his cowboy hat. He wears it like a woman.
6: (laughs) He does have a woman's cowboy hat.
5: He wears it on the back of his head like a woman. He's got a mullet already, and he wears it on the back of his head. That's that's very douche. Yeah. But this week he got fired, uh, just a few hours before we recorded this. He'd already been suspended for two weeks for his comments about some yeah. women's basketball team. And M-
6: MSNBC had already let him go. <laughs> uh, they
5: had already canceled his show. Yeah. He had been suspended for two weeks. Yeah. Um, well, MSNBC, by MSNBC, it was permanent. Yes. But yeah. what I'm saying is, yeah. and then MSNBC, he was suspended first. By both MS, of them. Then yeah. MSNBC canceled his show. And then about four o'clock, I want to say, it came down that CBS had canceled his show also. Yeah. So he, he is now without a job. Yeah. Uh, fake cowboy no longer has a job, and the the question is, did he really deserve it?
6: Yeah, and I, I guess his direct comments were in the beginning. They're in the yeah, intro, you right? Heard it in the open of the show, yeah. right? So I don't know. I, I don't know what my opinion is on it. Really, I, it seems like it could be a bit of an overreaction, but a bit. Yeah,
8: I think
5: it's very much to, an to get
6: fired. I mean, it just depends on how sensitive you are about things. Because for you, example, you got all on that Pete Delcus comment that really probably meant nothing. And he thought that that was a big deal. But then, you know, you're going to defend him on this one, which would be a much bigger no, deal. I'm not if you were, I'm not if defending you were bothered him. by the other one, you should really be bothered by this I'm one. Not,
5: I'm not defending his actions. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I
6: think he should have been suspended. Well, but he, he, he didn't said he should have been suspended. But he should not have been fired. You know, it, did you actually hear the whole context or did you just hear the little yeah, clip? I heard it. To me, it seemed like it was a very bad joke yeah. is all it was. I, I don't really think that there was a real...
5: There's not that much racial, more to it than what you heard in the
6: open. I know, but there, I don't think there was a real racial insult motivation behind that. It's no, kind of like he was trying to be hip mm-hmm. using the Spike Lee movie reference right. and, and the other stuff.
5: Well, let's play... Uh, we got some audio from... I don't uh, know. He,
4: when he, he kept repeating it, and it sounded kind oh, of... did he? I didn't like, hear it no, that. No, on one. that clip, even. He was just like, I, I mean, that is was... some nappy hair. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i talking nappy
6: hair. I mean, Did he say that? Yeah,
4: no. he said nappy hair. He said right.
6: nappy-headed hoe.
4: Nappy-headed hoe or whatever he said. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty harsh yeah, it is but well but i don't think he meant it like that especially um, if he's talking about black people I but mean, again that's it's like,
6: like i wonder i know i kind of agree with what you're saying i wonder how how he really meant it because i don't know i know it's nothing's excusable but at the same time he is like a 67 year old burnout mm-hmm. hippie guy and i wonder how much he even really is in with pop culture and hip-hop references to yeah. know exactly how offensive that is I don't know where he is. Uh, you know not what an I mean?
5: excuse, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, uh, I mean, it kind
6: of is, but at the same time, it just is what it is, you know? I'm not, like, trying to excuse comments. I'm just saying, I don't know. you got to consider where it's coming from sometimes a little bit, too. Do you want to hear his actual, him and Sharpton talking first? Yeah, and sure, then, well, let's do that. I think we also have the Bill Maher analysis, which I agree with a lot of what Bill Maher said on yeah. this, but... Okay, we'll hit the Imus one first. I'll go I'll go
1: Agreed here that we wouldn't make this a debate back and forth, Don, but do, would, would you mind if I allowed Reverend Sharpton to comment on that? Because I sitting- talked
3: to Reverend Sharpton yesterday for two hours, Matt, and I told uh, Phil Griffin and uh, everybody else that I didn't intend. Till I invited Reverend Sharpton to appear on my program, and uh, he didn't have the courage that I had because no, I, I walked. I I'm, not, I'm talking I'm Reverend Sharpton. Well, no, I walked so in. So I'm talking Reverend Sharpton. I will give you walked in. I walked in his studio yesterday, and there were hundreds of people there, and my hands weren't shaking, and uh, I didn't get up and run out of the studio uh, every five minutes when the mics went off. I sat there and I talked to Reverend Hargus like a man, uh, Reverend uh, Sharpton like a man, <laughs> and he did, and he did not keep his word. I asked him to appear on my program. He said he didn't want to appear to. The scene of the crime. So I happen to like Reverend Sharkin, and that's not patronizing him. He knows that. But I've been, I've been around a long time, so uh, and I dealt fairly with him. And he tried to hang a couple things on me, and he knew that that wasn't going to fly. But um, I I I told give... I told Phil, I told everybody else that I had no intention of debating him on his program if he didn't have the same kind of courage that I had. I walked in that studio by myself.
6: And... I don't really know. That seems like it might have been out of context. I don't really know what was going on around that. Yeah, I don't either. What he was originally talking about, but
5: and you know the one thing is Al Sharpton is is a douche himself. I mean, there's no two ways about it. If you heard, if you heard during the open, there was we played a little bit of the IMUS, yeah. Right after that was Al Sharpton uh, using the word when you Jew someone.
6: Oh yeah, I know? forgot he said that. Yeah. yeah
5: yeah. So that's what that was. He has no. He's a little bit reactionary, from what I know. I believe some time ago. He tried. To, he backed a fake rape, kind of like the lacrosse uh, Duke lacrosse thing.
6: Oh, did he? And that was either. a
5: complete lie. And for him to stand up and like and, and take this moral stance, he's a he's a bitch, is what he is. Well, there were a lot of wrong parties involved in this whole mess. Is it
6: Jesse Jackson that is behind the Duke lacrosse rape woman? Even now, after she's. Been proven that she made all that shit up.
5: That sounds correct. But I think I,
6: that's. I can't well, remember if it's him or Sharp. I'm pretty sure it's him though. That's still behind it. Yeah, and still wants to pay a full scholarship for her to go to Duke. And I'm like, why do you want to do that to some liar that yeah. made up this whole rape case? I don't really understand what that does to advance civil rights. Or, I mean, who are you really? Be- I mean, you're benefiting that woman doing that, but at the same time, why do you want to benefit bad behavior that way?
5: Why? Why do people pay allegiance to people like Al Sharpton who is? Is Every bit as bad, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah, he may have some good ideas at times, but... Yeah. He's such a douche at times. Yeah. And I think there was jackasses on both sides. There really are. Really, on all three sides. I mean... MSNBC and CBS should not have fired him or canceled his show.
6: Well, let's just be honest. The only reason they did that was because the advertisers started to pull out. Because of money, They could say it's an ethics code violation, but that's a bunch of bullshit. He was bringing in over $25 million for just CNBC, or, yeah, not CNBC, but uh, CBS radio. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're not going to cancel him based on ethical violations if... Procter and Gamble and American Express and all these other big name advertisers aren't pulling out. You know they're not.
5: And they, exactly, I agree with you completely. And uh, those companies should not have done that. I mean, you can penalize him, uh, whatever, but he definitely should have been suspended. Yeah, there's no question. Absolutely, you gotta
6: pay. You gotta have some punishment for it. Yeah. You wanna
5: You wanna go to the uh, Bill Maher audio? We've uh, yeah. We got this from MSNBC today. This is what Scar? What's the name of the show
0: again?
6: Scarborough Country. Country. Yeah. Okay. Courtesy of M- MSNBC. Right. Dot com. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, this guy was always about the swagger yes sometimes he goes over the line hey he's a morning disc jockey. he does twenty hours a week twenty hours a week year after year you try it and never say one thing that's inappropriate and of course he should not be fired people should not even be asked in this country to just disappear go away because you made somebody uncomfortable for one Second, then turn the dial. Don't listen to him anymore. You know, he's apologized over and over. If you apologized over and over and then it's not accepted, then it's on the people who won't accept the apology, I think. Morning radio has for a long time had a sort of racist tint to it. It's not just this show, it's Howard Stern. It's a lot of shows. White disc jockeys who some sort of have this idea, you know, it's it's very sort of wink wink. But it's there. If you want to make an issue of that, great. If Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton, who I am friends with, both of them like them both very much, think they've both done some great things. But to make this go on day after day, week after week, if this is the biggest problem they have, then the civil rights movement is in a lot better shape than I thought it was.
4: That's a good point. Yeah,
5: it's very good point. And I like. I've, I've grown to like Bill Mo- Bill Maher
6: more than I used to. Yeah, um, I used to not really like him.
5: Yeah, of course, maybe he was more polarizing back then. I don't know. He's yeah. still pretty polarizing. let's face it. Well, yeah. But he certainly knows the face of criticism because... Or, like, extreme political criticism in the wake of his show getting canceled in the wake of 2001 when he made some comment about... Something. About 9-11, I think. Yeah, it was about 9-11, but I don't remember exactly yeah. what, the, what the joke was. Or a comment. Maybe it wasn't a joke. but uh, So he certainly knows. He knows the...
6: I don't know. I just think the safest thing for everybody would be to, if you're going to make any kind of racial slur for some reason, if you are the color of the slur that you're saying, right. then okay. But if you're not, then just stay away from it. Yeah. You know that's what I mean? True. I think that would make everybody happier. That's true. I don't, if we have to keep doing that, why do don't we just? D- I understand. And I'm not saying that you need it, but I'm just saying if it's going to be, if it's going to exist in any form, I think that's the best. Rule of thumb to stick with. So it's,
4: we should get rid of all the black drops and only play the white Nazi drops. That's true. Right. We should.
5: And how you know how much of this is
6: really? But are we really worried about that? I'm saying if you're in a big public forum like that. Oh yeah.
4: Well, how, we're. I mean, eighty listeners a week. I mean, that's we're, true. We're pretty high. high wait, wait,
5: announce those numbers. <laughs> um, but how much of it really that's per hour? Yeah, right. <laughs> per minute. Yeah. How much of that is really white guilt playing into this? because do we probably a lot how often do we get upset as because we're all white i mean i'm a you know half mexican whatever yeah but i go i mean i consider myself caucasian I, in general yeah do you see us getting up in arms every time some person of another race calls us a cracker or something like that you know which refers supposedly from what i've heard refers to civil war
6: yeah i'm just saying you know that's always the argument on the other side is who calls who the names? Mm-hmm. So everyone should be able to do it and all that. That's what I mean. If you put all that to rest by just saying, "Let's just get rid just, of that," yeah, then yeah. you don't have to worry about that stupid argument either. Uh, yeah, exa- that's true. Which is one of, That's thank you for calling me stupid. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> but why I, would you
4: make such a dumb argument?
6: I, because I'm pretty dumb,
5: douchebag. If
4: everybody would just not be racist, then we wouldn't have a problem. That's I true. It's a good point. That's because I don't like black people. We could Ooh. we could stop this whole <laughs> racist, you know, people hating people. If we all just get along, if we all just get, and along. we remove all
6: religions from the world
4: too. Exactly. If everybody could just love everybody,
6: and we could, you know, d- genetics should have put a lot of racism to bed, because it's pretty obvious that we're all the same. Exactly. That's right. It really should have. We but all it d- came, it didn't do anything. We
4: all came from monkeys and from you know. Oh, is that a is that a racist comment? Little things swimming swimming around. You, you would know, think so, probably. Times. It's only racist if you hate people, if you hate other people.
5: I hate a lot of people.
4: That's because I don't like them. That's why you see the races. That's true. You don't just see the monkeys for the monkeys and the people that came from them as the people that came from them. That's true. I don't understand you, Mark.
5: Okay. Well, um. You get you anything masturbate? else on the subject?
4: <laughs> I wonder if when the, if the, you know how they're doing that caveman show? Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to have any black cavemen. I bet not. I if they're all be white.
6: Well, they're all white in the commercial.
4: I know. Mm. Maybe Geico is racist. Maybe so. Maybe I say you take up that. We cause, need to start they? a controversy over this. Yeah. Maybe
6: we need to get that show canceled.
4: We do, because it's probably going to be terrible, anyways.
6: That's probably true. <laughs> Why don't you lead that charge, polarizing liberal?
4: Why don't we turn the break room into a forum against Geico? That's true. Let's go. That Let's sounds do like a do it. good from idea. From now on, from now on, ODS, baby. <laughs> Every week is one hour of us complaining about Geico.
5: That'll be our uh, twenty-four hour podcast. We're gonna <laughs> It'll do. be twenty-four It'll hours. Stop the Geico caveman show because there's no black cavemen. That'll be our basis <laughs> for doing it. Um. Well, we've got a voicemail following up. Uh, is it from Don Imus? N- oh yeah, we should put it out the call. While, while We're thinking about it. I mean, honestly, now that Imus is without a job. I would like to extend the offer to Don Imus to join the breakout media network. I'll give him his own show. Breakroom. I will pay for his server costs if he you would like to have a podcast. You do
4: love to pay for servers for other people. I do. I really you do. love to just throw the server money out there and just kiss it goodbye.
5: Right, pretty much. <laughs> um,
4: What's one more?
5: right exactly I mean, it's only another 20 bucks a month <laughs> exactly <laughs> although if he's going to do 20 hours a week that's going to be a little hard <laughs> pay for.
4: hey it'll, we'll have another uh, paper bag that you'll have to that's fund true. we'll have to expand he there. can really a, help there's out with the 24 hour 60 show. hours of podcast a week
5: yeah. Uh, but yeah you're welcome Don Amos come join the show um, the break room
4: loves
6: you we may have to suspend you every other week but. <laughs> <laughs> well if we don't suspend this guy that's because I don't like black people that's I true. don't think we would do that that's true. That's really where I was for the last couple of weeks.
8: It <laughs> was really on. Yeah, we're
4: Hiding trying out. to we're trying to put a positive spin on it, but I want to I want to confess right now. Mark suspended me from right. the air, nerdy whitesters, because you're too racist. I know
5: it's every race.
4: I just never learn. I never learn. Well, we've. He's gay, um, I'm gay. It's guy love. It's all good.
5: We've uh, we've got a voicemail following up on. I one. hate the gay race. <laughs> Not a big fan of Howard, are you? <laughs> uh, following up on one from last week. Mark. Uh, Aaron sent us another voicemail. His original voicemail was about Jessica Simpson, and we basically proved him wrong. So here you go, cunt. This
1: is a this is Aaron paperbagradio.com. It's the damnedest thing. I'm listening to uh, the last episode. Well, I'm not listening to it right now. I listened to it uh, the, the 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 morning after uh, the show, and it's the damnedest thing. I honestly. And I shit you not, I honestly do not remember making that phone call. And as I'm listening to the call, I'm like, hey, that sounds a lot like me. And he has my name and apparently my website, too. Oh, it's me. No wonder I'm agreeing so much with the, with the call. You know, Preach on me. It's, yeah, I agree. Until you guys start tearing it apart at the end. And then I realize that, oh, I made myself sad. Yeah, I, I don't, <laughs> I really don't remember making that call. Um, however, seeing as how you guys were kind of floundering the entire show, and it seemed like a lot of the uh, the, the stuff uh, that you guys are talking about with you know Thomas the Tank Engine in Africa and Ava say between African and Mexican seem to be not a call back, but follow me here, a call forward to that phone call. Um, I think you guys owe me an apology for uh, calling me the douche of the week, seeing as how uh, apparently I saved your show. Um, yeah. That's about it. And I, I'm having a feeling that I'm probably not going to remember taking this call, making this call. <laughs> I was going to oh, say. I don't remember taking it. I'm going to forget right now. I'm going to go take my happy pills and forget. Peace out, y'all. So that was Aaron okay. from Paper officially
4: makes him the douche of the week this week, too.
5: No apologies from you?
4: Why would I apologize? I wasn't any part of that <laughs> terrible show that was floundering, in his opinion.
6: I don't remember calling him Dish of the Week. If you want to call a, and save the show,
2: that's one two one four three two nine nine eight two seconds. That's one two one four three two nine nine eight two seconds.
4: I'm going back on strike. All right. I know. Well, finally. that's part of my new. That's one of my new demands too.
5: What's what? that? No more. on
4: No me more of that number? drop.
6: <laughs> okay, that's cool.
4: We uh, don't need blah. anyone to. Do Kill me now. We don't need anyone to call the show this week because I'm back and we're back to gold.
5: Uh, okay. Back <laughs> to break room classics. We don't
4: need anyone to call and save us this week.
5: Um, well, finally, we have our <laughs> new segment: uh, getting local on your ass. The uh, news desk with uh, Dustin. Oh, I forgot so about that. So, Dustin, get local on our asses.
4: Do we not have an audio intro
5: for this? We don't yet. No, we're working on it. Uh, getting Tom- local
4: on your ass.
6: Go. I guess there Go. it is. Go. Hang on a
4: second. Go.
5: Yeah, struggling. Yeah. Um, oh, here we go. God. Oh,
6: sorry. You gotta have the music. The getting local on your ass music, yes. Exactly. Since now we have the intro. Right. So, have y'all heard about this? <laughs> I don't know. What's the story <laughs> about?
4: Uh, Get okay. local on us.
6: Apparently, Wise County, which isn't, I guess it's somewhat local, it's uh, kind of out in the middle of BFE. But it's in the Metroplex
4: area. area. You already ran out of local subjects.
6: Yeah. <laughs> so, we had to go out and BFE already. <laughs> Actually, Mark pulled this story, so it's really his segment, but I'll go ahead and read it. Hey, that, this is like my new segment. It is, isn't it? It's pretty much the, pretty much the hanger. <laughs> that was
4: just the first one. Mark Mark pulls the news, and we don't read it until we get on air. <laughs> we just take a look over it. <laughs> okay. Apparently, uh, then, he, then he corrects us as we read it on what we're doing wrong.
6: Exactly, and he keeps it going, so it's a good thing we got him around, or else the All segment's right. really crazy. Let's see how it goes. Uh, apparently, the Wise County Courthouse was closed Monday afternoon after a custodian found what was initially believed to be public lice, or excuse me, pubic lice, or crabs, and two of the courthouse public restrooms in the basement. Uh, it was closed by order of County Judge Bill somebody shortly after 2 p.m. In order for an emergency pest control fogging of the entire building. So, so I guess the actual building got crabs. The building got crabs. That Sweet. is awesome. That's pretty interesting.
5: So do you think, did they have to shave the courthouse's pubes to get rid of it? Oh, i just going to leave you hanging, you bastards. Fuck you
6: guys. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Here's another one for
6: you. Try to do a throwback. Do Say think-
4: something funny and we won't leave you hanging. I can't. I don't have anything funny.
6: <laughs> the quote was, they look like little fleas. They're ugly looking dudes. That's the quote from the custodian. And then he said so there was had, also
4: some lice in the bathroom.
6: So Thomas
5: exactly. was cleaning that for them?
4: I guess so. I don't know.
6: I don't understand that. He says dude a lot. Though. Nobody understands it. He's a, he's a custodian right now. He's <laughs> not they a custodian. custodian. <laughs> oh, God. We've had birds, we've had crickets, and now we have crabs is also the quote. <laughs> That is insightful. Yeah, it really is. I like this uh, Mr. Pippin. Who's Mr. Pippin? The guy who's giving these quotes. That's oh. a fake name. I think it probably is. That's it's a not screen real name. name. That's a screen name. Thomas Pippin? Yeah. I don't know who Pippin is. He doesn't really say here.
4: From it probably does up, if I read from the From A Christmas Carol?
6: Yeah. Oh, he's the maintenance supervisor, so he's the Thomas. Yeah, he is the Thomas. Told you. <laughs> the
5: custodian, whatever. The gardener.
6: Really there's not a whole lot more to it
5: Basically the courthouse got crabs
6: And a judge ordered the fact that they had crabs And that everybody had to leave Interesting Sounds like a good dinner (laughs) Why are you going to
5: toss shit around? (laughs) (laughs) That was a terrible
6: story Not near as good as the one last week About Um, the person stabbing someone in the garage Jumping out naked in front of traffic
5: well, uh, just to let you guys know, if you're in the Dallas area, we uh, are the official podcast of the Cape... Of Dallas, of the Dallas area. <laughs> of Dallas, <laughs> of Crabs, and of the Cape <laughs> uh, Combo Convention, which will be held, uh, I believe, May 4th. It's a Saturday. It's the same weekend that Spider-Man opens. It's on a Saturday. It's going to be held at Zeus Comics, uh, which is in Dallas on Oaklawn Avenue. Uh, it will be held all day. It's free to get in. We'll be doing uh, interviews and seeing the whole event. Uh, there's going to be people like uh, James O'Barr, who wrote The Crow originally. Uh, Mercedes Lackey. Did author. someone uh,
6: write it after that, a duplicate? No, I'm saying he wrote the original graphic novel,
5: The okay. Crow. Mark the Hammer Hudson. <laughs> 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 that's right. A uh, bunch of other people know that some of them, a lot of them I'm not really familiar with, but that's okay. Uh, James O'Barr is the main one I know, and Scott Kurtz from uh, PvP Comics. Or Quebec, I mean, if or, you're
4: going to get AIDS, you can at least get it by having sex or
5: uh, so come see us out there. We'll be out there most of the day. Uh, I think most of the crew will be there, will or we? maybe all of us.
4: Train yard will be there. <laughs> dirty, dirty. Yeah. M- Mark the hammer, Hudson. <laughs> Chopper Dave may fly in for a little while. <laughs> Depends if I have anything better to do.
5: Oh, okay. Uh let's see. Remember, I can only go if he goes. <laughs> uh, we'll probably be do <laughs> doing a live show next week. It at, may just be Mark and Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> we got a lot of arguing going on.
5: Uh, we'll have a live show next week at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. It'll PM be Mark Central? saying that's gay, and
4: Tom's going, Why is it gay? Faggot. Why?
5: Uh, why why he is he a faggot? <laughs> yeah. You can join the live sh- show through TalkShoe.com. It'll be uh, TalkCast ID 16236, and we'll be getting stories of London from uh, Chopper Dave. I so, can't control my horny level. Don't come join Just us. Just
4: waiting because we know you won't.
5: Uh, All right, Uh, I guess that's it for us this week Uh, You can uh, find the show in iTunes You can subscribe and get it every Friday Just search for uh, Break Room, it's two separate words In iTunes, Break, Space Room Breakroom.org You can also find us at Breakroom.org Breakroom.org There's a link to iTunes there, there's a link to uh, The Direct MP3, the RSS feed Which is is feeds.feedburner.com uh, you can check out some of the other breakout media shows, such as Paper Bag Radio at PaperBagRadio.com and Pickled Embryo at PickledEmbryo.com. Pickled
6: Embryo I wouldn't waste my time, podcast. though. Just listen yeah, to the I break do. room. Pretty much. The other ones are pretty much pointless. Or the um, flagship.
5: I am Mark Hudson. Oh, uh, if you want to hear the uh, MC Chris concert from last night, I'll be putting a link in the show notes for that as well. <laughs> uh, and let's see. Anything else? So Call us at 214 329 Email us at BreakRoom at gmail.com. And if you like the show, please leave a comment on iTunes. Good point. And uh, please tell a friend. We would appreciate it. Uh, anything else, guys? Are we done?
4: I love you, out. Go, out, gl- out go, it's good to be out, home. Go out. out go out. Do you love Britain? Uh, I hate Britain. Okay. Nazi. See you guys next week. All, All of Germans you. The podcast would cost twice as much to download in Britain. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> hey. Anybody there? <laughs> can, can, can can you hear me? Well, I'm having trouble hearing myself, so. I'm going to hear myself. This is Howard, man. No, Mustang no. Sally. What the fuck is that? But I do believe I remember saying something about Marcus having a sweet ass or something like that. Mm. I'm sorry, what? Girls? Cool. No, no I... girl. My, my name is Howard the Homo. Females. What? No, see, they're just so depressing. I, I don't know. They, they come around and they just talk about their lame boyfriends all the time, and I, I, I just hate listening to it all the time, so I just don't. See, but they're all hetero. And mean, though, I like who? Well, I don't like every guy. Do you like every girl in the world, Mark? Oh, I got silent there for a second. I thought I lost you. was so that? Is that a drop?
7: another breakout media podcast stick in your auditory office boom